Anelka. Vanessa saved it. United again. Okay, welcome to episode 27 of the MUFC podcast. International break is done and dusted, or almost. It feels like a lifetime ago. United are back. Oh, I can't wait, Tom. Bring it on, mate. It's been, honestly, how long is the international break? To be fair, this international break probably hasn't been too bad for United. No, no we'll get into United's, um, the players who have played on the international break. It's but, been bad for my life. But after the Southampton game, usually you dread the international break, but it probably came at a good time. Uh, I, I enjoyed not having the weekend ruined. Yeah, um, I think from a media perspective, it wasn't too much bashing of United. You feel like if there was another game, the whole build-up would just be around, oh, what's Oli doing wrong? This player is unhappy, this player wants to leave. and So yeah, it probably came at the right time. So we'll try and get back into... We'll, we'll touch on international duty, but we'll try and get back to the United stuff as soon as possible. But we will start, which we haven't done in a few weeks, a bit of trivia. Now, if you're at the Man United Supporters Club meeting on Monday, you will know the answer to this, but a lot of people obviously weren't there. So my question for this week for Larry is, in the current squad, name the three players who have scored against Manchester United. Now, there's a, there's a trick to it. There are four, but not including Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez has scored against United, but he's out on loan. But there are three players currently at United who have scored against United. For other clubs. Okay. So dwell on that for half an hour or so. I think I've got and it. Put your phone down. No googling. I'm not googling. <laughs> okay. We'll, Checking my emails. We will go straight to. We'll touch on the international duty. Who's played where and or how many players got injured? Who won't be returning for United? Um, we'll go through international. First of all, Rojo played 90 minutes for Argentina. Oh, did so, he? So he's That's still nice. alive. I'm assuming he'll lose his passport or something. He won't be back in England. Um, I don't know where Argentina played, but it's amazing he gets picked for Argentina. When's the last time he played for United? Uh, well, on the preseason tour. Uh, yeah. Unofficial. Yeah, if we're talking about official games, um, I don't recall. So, look, he's fit, he's there, he's an option. Probably elbowed the flight attendant on the plane. Yeah, I can't see him getting back to England in one piece, though. Um, speaking of England, Maguire and Rashford both played. Both came in for a fair bit of stick. Um, Maguire had a bit of an error against whoever they played, Kosovo. And I know Rashford didn't score, but not too much to see there. I know Lingard was sent home with illness, sick. Not sure if he's... Maybe some people are happy with that. Not that he's sick, but maybe that he won't be playing. International break makes all of us feel a little bit queasy, Uh, doesn't it? Yeah, it might be a case of that, maybe, to be fair to him. Um, Matic apparently only was a substitute for Serbia, so he might not have played both games. Is he going to abuse their manager and say the manager's responsible for the team he chooses What did you think of that? Because I read it and I was... I could understand the outrage, but also saw Matic's side and said, well, he's sort of speaking the truth. He's not saying anything. He's speaking the truth, but there's definitely a slight dig in there. Yeah. The more mature thing to do, especially as a senior player, would be keep your mouth shut. What, what did we say about Damien, ultimate professional? Because he kept his head down, he didn't say a word, and when he was called upon, he stood in. It's the same for Matic. If you don't think the manager's right to drop you, fair enough. Wait till you get your opportunity and prove us all wrong. Well, Matic is a weird one because I think which I've been saying for the last two weeks and maybe even more so now, I think he plays this week, which we'll definitely get into the, when we preview the Leicester match, but he seems to be probably fresh off Serbia, not playing both games. He only came off the bench. Did so, McTominay play midweek? McTominay just got absolutely smashed. He's next on my list by Belgium and Lukaku. Lukaku found his scoring boots again yeah. and Belgium absolutely pumped Scott, Scotland, which isn't much to write home about, but... Yeah. 
McTominay was a, I watched a bit of the game and it was a, it was a dominant performance by Belgium De Bruyne okay it's not a Manchester City podcast he's on a different level to anyone he's the best player in the league De Bruyne yeah I know it's probably blasphemy but for me outside of United my favourite player in the Premier League he's brilliant he's on a different level he's the best player in the league by far I don't don't care what anyone says now Angel Gomez and Mason Greenwood both played in the youth teams I think 20s and 21s respectively De Gea played 90 minutes for Spain um, I think he dropped for one game and played for, played one game Lindelof I saw him score a goal for Sweden um, apparently he said he had a bad game or he called yeah, himself horrible I, I saw quite yeah. I didn't read the article but apparently he's harsh I'm not sure what to make of that whether he's yeah not usually a player does that so fair play to him I'm not sure it was a bit of a cry for attention or it was a weird one to see someone do that he plays for United he doesn't yeah. need attention no, no, fair play but the highlight of international break was Daniel James's goal I think oh really he just can't stop scoring it's Cristiano Ronaldo it's one of those ones right footers where again I will say and he's proven me wrong every week it comes off the left and he scores that goal I'm still saying play him off the right but he seems he's probably our starting left winger now yeah you, you can't play him on the right now for the way he's playing on yeah. the left he, mate that's now three goals in three games international and club football playing and, off the left wing and good goals <laughs> and w- what's our problem right now we're not scoring and his worst goal no, I don't want to say worst but he can't score a worst goal but with his first goal against Chelsea every yeah. goal since then is then in the top corner so um We'll get into the Leicester match, but he's first name on the team sheet. Why not? Yeah. Probably headed to Haya. Um, now, before we get into the, the main news of the international break, was something we discussed over the last couple of months, but it's taken a new twist. The director of football, Edwin van der Sar. Was it, was it just to fill the international gap, or do you think there's something in it? No, I definitely think there's something in it. Um, because normally when something's a whisper in the wind it's or passing of the wind if I want to get a little bit disgusting Um, normally when that's the case you find that it's one person and then they'll quote another person whereas this one seems to have traction from uh, the Guardian Jamie Jackson's pretty reliable Um, forgive me if I'm wrong on quoting him for that Um, Duncan Castles has ran with it so you've you've got a few reliable outlets Um, my issue for me is again it seems to be going for this united old boy to bring in which look I'm not against if the if it's the right person for the job though uh, Edward van der Sar has a corporate background he's currently the CEO of oh, I, I think that's the thing I'll, I'll just stop you there yeah. a lot of people say he's always been one of the names thrown around for the director of football role and everyone which my my first reaction or my first instinct was the same as everyone else well he's doing that job at Ajax he's not doing that job at Ajax exactly he's doing the Ed Woodward role. He's the CEO of Ajax, which is quite incredible when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> like he's out of playing career and goes straight into the CEO role. Mark Overmars is actually the director of football. However, it is in that world. It is in that business world. It is in his obviously negotiating deals, etc. So he's in and around that type of environment. So while it's not he's directly doing that role, I think it is a far better suit. He's, he's more well-suited compared to the other candidate when you see Darren Fletcher was a name Rio Ferdinand yeah. was, a, was a name I agree with that but are we going for what's better or are we going for the best in class for me United can get the best in class people aren't being interviewed you know we've heard of the Paul Mitchells of the world like there are people out there who 
Unite have expressed an interest to United, and United are not even giving them the time of day. That tells me Woodward doesn't want someone who can challenge his authority. It's, let's get someone in who might be a bit of a yes man, or we give him some autonomy, but if it goes wrong, we got a scapegoat. And when it goes right, Ed Woodward appointed the right guy. Absolute genius. Either way, he's protecting himself. Well, what do you think? Do you think Edward Landisar comes in and is a yes man, or do you think he comes in with a little bit more, yeah, I'd say authority? Until you know the man personally, who's to say, right? But you would think if he's negotiating to take that role, there's an element of, okay, how much autonomy are you going to give me? Because if you're going to give the guy no control, if it's really just a PR move to put a well, guy at the front... That's right, I don't think Edwin Van der Sar will take no. it. Because I think he's got the... I wouldn't say, look, you have to ask the man himself, but I think he's sitting on a really good job at Ajax. And I think he would be very happy to stay there. Exactly. It comes down to... And the thing with Van der Sar, he's built himself a reputation in football now, not just as a player, but who he is corporately. So you'd think that if he's taking the United job, he's going to think, okay, this isn't about filling up my bank account it's full already I'm sure but it's a matter of how does my reputation get impacted by this should it go south he's got to back himself and it's up to United now I'll, look, I'll be interested to see if it, ha- if it happens of course you back the guy but you know you just hope he gets the power he needs to do a good job do you think a CEO like because they have completely well we've said oh, I said they have the same sort of job they're in the same environment they're in the same negotiating rooms they're completely different roles. Do you think Edward Van der Sar, Again, we don't know. We don't know. Executive he, Vice Chairman. So, so we don't is know, Ed Woodward. So we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what Edward Van der Sar, What his future goals are. Yeah. But do you think someone from that field who has gone from Premier League player or a Premier League goalkeeper to a CEO? Do you think his next step is director football? Do you think that's something that he'd want to do in the one or two interview snippets you've seen? Or it comes down to the player, wouldn't it? I mean, it comes down to what sort of challenge are you looking for? Because if you if you're thinking, I think it is now the, the attention brought onto this job with United. It's almost the biggest job in world football now. Whoever gets that role, <laughs> yeah. it is going to be the biggest job in world football. And you hear managers, so many, the reason so many managers move and look for new jobs, the word they use is challenge. Whoever gets that job now will have the biggest challenge, and no doubt. that will be a a bit of a carrot for whoever takes it well what Van der Sar does bring is let, let's look at the positives here he's obviously got corporate experience now he's a former United player who will definitely understand what United fans want and demand the United DNA if you like um, he's come from coming from a club in Ajax who believe in promoting youth um, different philosophy in the sense United don't wish to sell their best talent they'd rather retain them but Similar philosophy in terms of youth players and bringing them through. So if you look at it from that standpoint, okay, he's ticking a few boxes. But it comes down to, if you're looking at director of football, you're thinking connections. Who can we negotiate with the best recruitment to make sure we're getting the best deals? What's our criticism of United in the transfer market? We pay too much and we don't sell for enough. Does he have the sort of pool to bring that in? Well, one thing which, the last thing I want to touch on with Vandersell, which was having a chat with a mate about, Everyone says, which both of us completely agree with, we need a director of football. We can't go anywhere without a director of football. That's something we need. No one truly knows the job description of the director of football. Every, every club will have a different job description for it. There's little sort of nuances to each and yeah, every variances. job. Yeah. So what do you think, Edward Van der Sar, coming in under Ed Woodward, in between Woodward and Solskjaer, what his job is? Do you think? I mean, if you... 
I'm applying common sense, but everything at United seems to be the complete opposite to that. But if, I, if I'm looking at it purely from a, what a director of football should be, that should be the main man to oversee his recruitment head chiefs, and then from there you, they've got their scouts. So he should be overseeing what's the scouting network, who's going out to how many places around Europe or around the world. Those head chiefs should then report into him, bring him a report, okay... And then it should be Edwin to then work with Solskjaer and Woodward to be like, okay, we need this transfer budget to get this player who fits this profile. Um, because I, I completely agree with the introduction of a director of football in, in that type of role. But I also look back and think the reason Sir Alex, and I understand the game has changed so much, but the reason Sir Alex Ferguson had so much success was he's in complete control. And I think a manager to have complete, uh, to, to have success needs complete control. If Solskjaer then gives some of that control to Edwin van der Sar and van der Sar says you should have this player, Solskjaer isn't completely sold on that player. That player comes into the squad, Solskjaer's uh, 50-50 on him. Where do you sit on in terms of Solskjaer not having 100% control? Did Unfortunately, that, that's just the modern game. Or? That is the modern game because managers come and go. Yeah. But the thing is, what a director of football does do is it introduces a consistency. Obviously, the next manager will. Yeah, play, look so. at Barcelona. Since Pep Guardiola left, I think they've had three managers, What's same that? playing style. Well, Sterling signed for City before Guardiola. Exactly. Guardiola told City to sign him. I mean, with City, you could say it's a little bit different because they've always been planning for Guardiola, but there's always been they knew what profile of player they wanted to play, what style they wanted. And that's what, a, as I was going back to uh, Barcelona, since Pep's left, three managers have come in. They play the same style of football, they get the same profile of player, because they know what the DNA and the destiny of Barcelona Football Club is. Yeah. You'd like to see Manchester United do the same thing. Yeah, no, I think Barcelona has been, they tra- they've changed the game from that, yeah, that first Pep Guardiola team. They've changed, we're, we're seeing the result of it now. City probably the best team in the world. Well, you, you, you assume they are. Um, yeah, but Pep Guardiola in that style, and yeah, the introduction of that middleman between the the boardroom and the manager, yeah, sporting director. Unless you're gonna, because you have to look at it like, who, what club is willing to give a manager four or five years to build from the top bottom the way Sir Alex did? It just doesn't happen. There's no patience because there's too much money in football. Can United afford four seasons out of the Champions League? The dollar will always overrule the manager. No, it's or the pound. The pound. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. Like, my first instinct when the news when the news article came out of Van der Sar was okay, just to sort of fill a few columns in the international break. The more I read it, I think and Van der Sar, I didn't actually read them, but he came out with some quotes this morning, I think, saying he's happy at Ajax. But I think he sort of left the door open. So I'll, I'll be shocked if there is any interest there. I think ben, I think United would definitely be interested. But as you say, I, I, not that it comes down to it, but I think the main thing for the fans viewing it. Is what Woodward has in plan for Van der Sar? Yeah. Is, is he going to have complete control, or is someone just to appease the fans? But Wait and see. time will tell. I'm sure we'll be having this debate this time next year when we still haven't filled the role. <laughs> but um, we'll cross that hurdle when we get to it. Now, football is finally back after a week. What do we do for a week when, when we don't have football? I mean, I played some FIFA. Um, so on I played, FIFA, I played the FIFA the demo. I played the demo. Oh, how good is it? To be fair, I, I thought it was going to be a nightmare, the futsal version, the Volta. Yeah, yeah. It was better than I thought. I think that will be a... I haven't a, given it a crack it'll be, yet. It'll be quite a good mode. I like the tackling dynamic. I like uh, the slide tackle and then you're back on momentum with but the But United aren't in the demo, so I only played one game of the outdoor. Who'd you play with? Um, PSG. Ah, okay. I just kicked it to Mbappe and just chased. Kick and chase. Love it. Yeah. Now, speaking of kick and chase, Jamie Vardy will be the big threat. 
this week, I assume, Vardy against Maguire. Um, now we'll just bring our, where do we sit in the table? We are... Eighth. Any guess? Eighth. God. We're not far from six where we're, we're sort of set, so close oh, to home. Yeah. Close to home. The other games this week, big games, we've got Liverpool, Newcastle. Um, Is that a big game? A Liverpool, a big well, club? anyone wanting to come on the podcast on Saturday will be at the Piermont Bridge Hotel again. Um, it is one of the rare Saturday night kickoffs. so if you're in Sydney, come down and have a chat with us. The only cost to come on the podcast is a beer. Um, but we'll Make be, it two now. We'll be there watching the Liverpool match at 9.30 against Newcastle, just, just on the off chance Newcastle scrape a win. Um, Tottenham got Palace. Who else we got? Chelsea or White Wolves? Mm-hmm. Surely. If Wolves don't drop points to the top six, hopefully Chelsea drop a few points there. Um, what, Arsenal away at Watford. Semi-tricky game. A little bit tricky. Danny Wolbeck winner, if he's Well, fit. Watford have started poorly, but... But they've they got the new manager, though. Well, 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 the old is manager. he a new manager? <laughs> the old got manager. The, what's old is new again. Um, yeah, that could be a... Watford on a bad side. That could trouble Arsenal. Um, and City are... Oh, God, away at Norwich. They'll beat away at Norwich, but... Still away at Norwich. Could be a tough game. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, but as you say, the table we are looking at, yes, Renee. As bad as we are, we're above Tottenham. Mate, we're one win out of third. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and, and Who's, uh, Leicester are on eight points. Look, t- Tottenham have had their, been a weight city in a weight arsenal. They've had a tough yeah. uh, look. I understand context needs to be applied, but yeah, a win does change things. Will we jump Leicester or will we go level? <laughs> a win takes I mean, level with Leicester. <laughs> Well, yeah, it does. But you know, if you're looking at the table now, and speaking of the, the looking at the fixtures that we've just gone through, this is must win almost. It really is. We've been saying that since Wolves away. Well, we have for the sake of the confidence of the team yeah. and the oh, noise yeah. that starts. No, now but it turns, but now, now it turns we, we start talking about you're looking at points. Now, if Leicester beat us, that that three point gap becomes a six point gap. You know what I mean? And they're third. Well, a lot of people have now said Leicester, Wolves, Everton and United are in that bracket. So, yeah, it is. It's a big game now. Yeah. Now, Look, I don't see Wolves threatening just because they've oh, got no, Europa yeah. League now. And I feel like they don't have the squad to accommodate for that. Yeah. So, you might see them drop off, I think. Well, the Europa League, well, we'll touch on that next week. But, yeah, Europa League starts. It's like joy. Can't wait. I'm actually kind of looking forward to I don't know. Maybe the likes yeah. of the potential for Gomez. Is the pub class going to Pakistan? Can anyone fund it? Can you start a GoFundMe page? Are we allowed in Kazakhstan? What's, uh, the, what's the current visa? Um, I think I'll get kicked out. <laughs> You'll be right. Um, now, the tactical approach, everyone will spend this 4 2 3 one, and there is a call everywhere. I think a universal call to go to 4 3 3. Do you think he changes it, or it's at home to Leicester? Leicester are very good, you'd assume, on the counter attack. Well, not, not very good, but obviously got a strong midfield and pace on the break. Yeah, I think 4 3 3 is a must for this game because. Look, let's be real with ourselves. Their midfield's better than ours. Indeedy, Tillman, and Madison. Madison, mate. If I could take a player. For anyone who doesn't know, Larry does have somewhat of a crush on James Madison. He's brilliant. He really is. It sounds like he might be the main target in January. I think he'll cost 100 million. If Maguire costs 80 or whatever he costs. In January, he'd cost that. Yeah, I can't see... One, you can't see Leicester selling him in January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think United definitely want him. Yeah. The whole Bruno Fernandes fiasco... Yeah, and might, I still, might, it might be dependent on Pogba again, which we've said for every deal, but... I think it's irrespective of Pogba. Because yeah. if you look at the way we were playing, right? Look, Pogba needs to play further forward, no doubt. But if you wanted to play even with a deep-lying midfielder and push Pogba further forward... 
you still got the same problem as last season. If teams shut down Pogba, they shut down the rest of United. You need another creative outlet to then take the pressure off Pogba. Oh, Pogba's, Pogba's taken up? No worries, that's more space for Madison. Madison's taken up, we've got free space for Pogba. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it counter-attacks the whole... We said get rid of Smalling because if the defence can't play out the back, they know. Pressure, pressure Lindelof, it puts yeah. pressure on the midfield and so forth. Same thing with our attack. Right. Well, do you think the Evo Slokia, uh, James Madison and their midfield being stronger, but also said play a 4-3-3 which only leaves that one holding midfielder. The amount of times we lose possession in that area, don't you think it would be safer for this game to have two where, where James Madison plays? Look, you can play whatever formation you want. It just comes down to the principle of the team, right? So if you play a 4-3-3, that means you're going to keep more of the ball, in theory, which you probably will have anyway, unless I like to counter-attack. But with a 4-3-3, it just comes down to that number eight needs to come back in defence. Now, the problem is, if I look at our current team, who comes in? Fred, Matic and McTominay. Is that too static of a midfield? I don't think, like, you could argue Mata. You could play in there at a pinch, yeah. at least with the ball. Definitely offers you something creatively. I seem to say this every week, and maybe it is my man crush on Mata, but he does have a good record against Leicester. He scores home and away against Leicester. So, Problem I'm solved. I'm One Mata plays. But, look, you can play whatever formation you want. It just comes down to the principles of the team. I think we need to find a way. They're going to come compact and they're going to counter. So, if they're going to be compact, have a system prepared for defence. But, you just it comes down to, you need to push Pogba further forward. I think, first and foremost, that's the most important thing United need to do this week. He needs to get further forward so he can be creative and create havoc in their final third. But where do you think... Because we say, okay, we're at home to Leicester City. Let's go take the game to them. Let's go dominate. Let's go be better. Let's score goals. But you and I have both said it. Leicester are probably better in midfield in where the game's won. So we're saying go forward, score goals. Well, if we're the lesser team, shouldn't we be a bit more conservative, do you think? No. At the end oh, of... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that, but you have to wait. I, that I get up. what you're saying. Yeah, no doubt. But the thing is, it's funny in football how teams treat the with respect to home and away, how different they play. Um, and I think because you're at Old Trafford, Leicester will sit deep. Because they're going to sit deep, you can push yourselves upon them. But it, with that pressure, you need to see a result. You need to, you need to score goals. Well, scoring goals is the problem. Now it is. We will get the starting eleven will be tricky this, this way. I don't think we'll go through a definite what our starting eleven will be. I think we'll go through process of elimination. De Gea plays. Yeah. I would assume. Yes. You can't imagine that shock on Romero playing. <laughs> but you, you never know. A lot of people are calling for him to play, uh, for, to be benched, but no, nonsense. Juan Bissaka, is he injured? This is, uh, by the time you listen to this, you've probably heard Ole Gunnar's um, press conference he's recorded before that. Was Juan Bissaka, he was pulled out of the England team? What did they say? What's old is new, right? He, he's back injury, I think. I think he had a back injury. Because so what's old is new, that means United players... Co- are injured on an international duty then they come back to United good as new I expect him to play I could better play we're <laughs> in trouble because Luke Shaw's out Delo's out Luke Shaw and Delo out so Ashley Young is starting left back and one Bissaka fit well obviously starts at right back but he Ashley Young's Superman he can do both if one is injured we're in trouble because that's only one fullback I mean Marcus Rojo I'm assuming won't be in the country um, could put Tuan there at a pinch Tuan he's a better centre back but yeah. or uh, yeah. Or got Braden Williams. Yeah, he's there, Brandon, but yeah, I just can't see it in a Premier League match being thrown in against Leicester. You'd sort of like to see it, but that is. Never a know what a kid can do until he hops in there. 
No, 100%. That is a stretch, though. But in the middle, we assume... Ethan Lard. Maguire and Lindelof in the middle, we assume. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for yeah. me, big game for Lindelof. Yeah. It's probably the game Lindelof is probably a bit more not suited to, but probably does better in. Yeah. We said in our last episode, didn't we? Um, Jamie Vardy is the sort of player... Like, people say it'll be Maguire versus Vardy. I don't think so. I actually think yeah, it'll... You put Lindelof against Vardy, because Lindelof's the more quicker of the two. Um, and that's the game that you expect... Lindelof will do well in but it's a big game for him because that's now two games on the bounce crucial errors don't listen to Duncan Castles that last goal against Southampton was Lindelof's mistake so yeah for me big game for Lindelof okay and okay we're both fingers crossed that Wampasaka's at right back we Young will play left back unless Wampasaka is out then maybe Twanze becomes in at right back and Young on the left yeah, look, no. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Brandon Williams get a chance, to be honest, or Ethan Ladd, whichever way. But you'd say Tuan Zabi would probably hop in. So, I think we're both going for a four-three-three. Just one sitting in the middle. Yeah, I'm going four-three-three. You got McTominay. You got to, you got to attack. I'd go Madich. Yeah, no, I've got Madich. As I'd well. go Madich. Oh, but I, I think in, he'll pick in, McTominay. In saying that, I'll go Madich, but I've got McTominay next to Pogba. Both is box to box. Yeah. Um, well, because of lack of options, yeah, I think I've got Madic sitting in the six, and you'd think McTominay and Pogba. For my that my fear spot. though there is, I think that is what that is what I want. Is Fred or Smokey? Could Fred hop in there? He's in the Rojo, but I don't know where he is. Is he in the country? Is he getting married? Is he? I don't know what's the latest with Fred. But, but he, Fred would be an option in that box to box role. But my fear, I think Solskjaer will go with what I want in terms of Madic, McTominay, and Pogba. However, I'll prefer McTominay further forward with Pogba. I think it will be, though, the four-two-three-one with McTominay and Maddich next to each other with Pogba with that licence. I'd love to see that. Look, whatever variation of it, as long as Pogba's further forward. But, look, if you're asserting dominance, you'd like to think... McTominay Just will. sit with one deep-lying midfielder and a back. I, I think that's yeah. a frustrating thing. So, yeah, we've sat with those two, and that's fine. But you have to manage the game. Sometimes the way the game turns out, one of those two can go. But yeah, they, no, but they no. don't... But they don't seem to go. They both I mean, just sit. With the ball, I don't want to get too technical here, but with the ball, United actually ends up with a back three. You get the defensive midfielder, in this case, if it's Matic dropping in yeah. with the two centre-backs, and then the full-backs become wing-backs, yeah. ultimately. So you just like to see us just go for it. Um, now, we'll start on the right, because the left is where the injuries, or left and up front, is where the injuries... What do you mean? Daniel up. James flying. Well, no, I would have him on the right, but he seems to everyone in the he world. He has to play on the left now. Yeah, yeah. so we'll yeah. start on the right with my pick, which is the wrong pick. I know he's not a right midfielder or should be on the right, but I am old school. Someone who does have a good record against someone should play in my... Not should play, but just does pick themselves one matter on the right. It's probably not the right thing. I, know, I understand that, but you got a better option? I don't have a better option. I have an alternative. Go on. Mason Greenwood. He could. I have a feeling, though... Now I guess Marcus Rashford's going to start, isn't he? Right, right, right yeah. Well, because I, I just think let me revise that. Martial should be fit. Well, we, yeah, we don't know. Again, at the time we listen to this, Solskjaer might be proving team selections wrong, but Martial could be fit. But I'm guessing probably be out another week, maybe. That, that, that's just a guess. If you're allowed to have your man crush, Tom, I'm allowed to have mine. Yeah. <laughs> Martial's fit. He's going to be starting number nine, and he's scoring three goals. Okay, if he's starting nine and you have Matter on the right, James or Ashford? You're not, you're not benching Daniel James, though. I'd start with James. Over Ashford? Yeah, absolutely. 
Have you seen what Rashford's oh, been dishing out? Overall, well, look, if that is the case, you probably play Rashford off the right instead of Matter. Or Daniel James off the right. But do you see a... Which we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago. Do you see a scenario where... Whether you call it dropping the player or not. Let's just, for the sake of the argument, let's say you dropped him. Yeah. Solskjaer dropping Rashford. Do you, could, could you see that actually happening? Not yet. No, no. No, no, not resting, not with a big game midweek and he doesn't play against Rochdale. Look, I if, mean, a Premier League game must win. <laughs> doesn't play Rashford. No, if everyone's fit, even I, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't drop Rashford. I'm putting tongue-in-cheek here. If Rashford's fit, I'd actually put him on the right. Because Daniel James' form is that good at the right, moment. Right, Rashford's fine on the right. I think he's very good on the right. It's where he came through yeah. in the youth. Uh, a lot of people, something about putting these players on the left, which is, again, I go to, back to Daniel James. Yeah. Play these players on the right. Get the ball in the box. Who was it against? Was it against PSG? There was a game last season, Rash- Rashford... Played up front with Lukaku. Putting in a cross yeah. off the right. It's against, sorry, I'm thinking of Chelsea last season um, in the FA Cup. Rashford putting in a cross. Pogba scored two. And Rashford was brilliant just playing off that right channel and he could just put it in. Yeah, Rashford plays well. He can actually cross the ball quite well coming in from the right. No doubt, he actually does. It is for he kicks it. Frustrate the hell out of everyone. Yeah. Um, so for me, I wouldn't be against seeing Rashford on the right. And look, I feel like the criticism of Rashford's been a little bit unfair, if I'm being honest, and over the top. The scorer of great goals, but not a great goal scorer. He's 21 years of age. Let's put things back in perspective. I've seen some stats when they compare him to people like Sterling and Harry Kane. His well, they're goal, doing at 21. But his goals, yeah, Rashford's goals at his age are up there, if not air. Um, That's the thing. So, yeah, look, as frustrating as he is, he's all we got. You do have to stick with him, and he will be good. He, he might, he won't be what a lot of people are calling for a record goal scorer like Rooney. No, he, he won't be that. But he can still become a great player without doing that. So, no doubt, a lot of patience with Rashford. But that's a lot of pace up front. If you're going Rashford right, Martial through the middle, Daniel James left. I like that. I like that variety. It all looks good on paper. It comes down to grass. What they do on the grass on Saturday. Martial's a better. People might not agree with this. My opinion, my podcast, I do what I want. <laughs> Martial plays against Southampton. Martial finishes. At least one of those opportunities that has and, was and coming. And a natural striker finishes. Yeah. Lukaku Rashford finishes. was nowhere near, no doubt. Rashford was nowhere near the ball for those crosses. Just that instinct. I feel like Martial actually... Martial's first goal against... Uh, the goal against Chelsea. Yeah. He's Positional play in the box. He was yeah. there to finish. He's got it. Actually, there, you just mentioned there, and it'll be the last thing on this topic before we move on, but maybe ahead of Matter, which I don't agree with, but maybe Andreas Pereira he has played off the right a little bit more than Matter this year. He can play off the right, but I thought it was yeah, no, no, very indifferent. But, but, but it hasn't been great, but in terms of what yeah. Solskjaer has played him there more than Matter. He, Matter this year has been in the middle. Yeah. Not off the right. So. Not against it, but you'd think uh, Rashford think... fit, Rashford starts. Yeah. No, um, I'm sure... Will Solskjaer do that, though? Will he put... Daniel James on the left, Rashford on the right, Martial through the middle. Will he do that? No, I don't think so. What do you think he does? Shoves James on the right, despite his brilliant. Uh, I have a feeling. Oh, look, 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 have a, look, if those three fit, it is a bit of a conundrum. I don't think Martial's fit now. Solskjaer can probably prove me wrong in a couple of days' time. Um, assuming they're all fit, what do you? Assuming do? they're all fit. No, what do you? No, sorry, what does Solskjaer do? Looking very well, could I, I just don't think I think he does want a little bit more. I wouldn't say defensive cover, but a little bit more balance, and that does come with a Pereira or Matter 
no, no, I wouldn't say balance in terms of someone who play. keeps the ball. Someone who keeps the ball, like a different option in that front three. Yeah. Um, you look at Liverpool. Okay, they got Mane and Salah. Firmino is a completely different option. You play James Marshall and Rashford; they're very similar, and that that very similar can be good. It can be very good, but it also can sort of be big counterproductive. So I think having that extra little bit of a different option, especially keep the ball, um, is more what Solskjaer is thinking. But look, on paper, that is what you want. Those fast three up front. But um, Solskjaer, I assume, will throw something up for discussion an hour before kickoff on Sunday night. Um, so, score prediction? I said Martial scoring three goals. And Leicester four? Or? <laughs> Look, um, oh, am I being an optimist or it's am that, I being it, a realist? It's that, it's that game over the last, say, three, four years where you can see us playing well, dominating, scoring a few, or should have been scoring a few goals, and Jamie Vardy pops back with an 88th minute equaliser. 2 1 United. Yeah, I have a bad feel, and it's going to be a a good performance but a frustrating one or draw I just Ooh. I don't know why it's just that type of game look you got to take your hats off Leicester they're a good team so you, look they've won the Premier League before or more recent than us so um, they're a tough game it's a game yes we should be winning but we've gone through the teams before almost on paper almost a better team than us and that, that's embarrassing to say and it's frustrating to say but I just think their, their midfield's definitely better at, 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 home, better at, than home, at home we should you know? beat them we'll, that, that's we, what I'm saying we, we should dominate the game enough to create enough whether we take the chances or not if Martial doesn't play I'm, I'm concerned so. uh, there's that lack there's so much, such a lack of depth at the moment and he doesn't seem prepared to throw Greenwood in from the start yeah. who for me is outside Martial our most well, natural goal scorer well, we'll get into it in the next one but I think Greenwood I wouldn't say he's rested, but I think he will be held back. I think he starts in the Europa League, I think. Right. Surely, if you can't start them at home to Astani, they've got no future at United. But we'll get into that um, after the game on the next podcast at Piermont Bridge Hotel. So again, if you are in Sydney, please come down. Let's kick off, midnight kickoff. 11pm. 11, 11, no. No, no, midnight kickoff. Um, the next week, the Sunday night game ah. the next week. Yes, it's 11. Um, they'll be there a bit earlier watching Newcastle pump four past Liverpool, hopefully. Um, so please join us for that. Now, back to the trivia. Put your yeah. phone down and stop Googling. So we have... Um, what was the question? That was a good question. Who oh, scored against United yeah, so far this season? Name the three players, not including Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Name the three players who have scored... What do you mean Sanchez scored against United this season? No, not this season. No, name three players in the current squad right. who have scored against Manchester United. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, I thought you were saying name the goal scorers against us oh, this no, season. No, oh, no, no. gosh. No, there's three players in oh, the current wow. squad. Oh, wow. I've been thinking about this question all wrong. Okay, I'll try and kill some time while Larry thinks. One matter? One matter is a correct answer. There are two more. There is one semi-recent and one that was a while ago, a very long time ago. Which Let me give a bit think. Of a clue. In the so current squad. I'll try and just keep some noise in the podcast while Larry thinks. So, one that I've scored. He's got a few goals against uh, yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, um, Alexis Sanchez, who... He's left. Has left club, but he did score, I assume, I think just one against Has us. Matic scored against United? Matic is incorrect. He hasn't Ooh. scored. But Matic, when I was doing the question, I thought Matic was a potential. He actually didn't score two Harry goals. Harry Maguire? Harry Maguire is correct. So, he's got two out of three. He's the last guy. Now, if you're listening, you probably have it. 
Um, it was a while ago. Ashley Young. Ashley Young, correct. It wasn't for... No, sorry, it was Aston for Villa. Aston Villa, not for Watford. Yep. So he scored a goal years ago. God, I don't know what year. Over 10 years ago for Aston Villa. Probably the season before he signed. Oh, no, no, well before that, well okay. before that. Never mind. Oh, oh, no, actually, potentially might, might have been in, in around there. Close to 10 years ago, I guess. Um, not a bad one. Well done. Only took you a minute. Thank you. Which is good. Um, anything else to add for this week's? Nah, let's go home. I'm hungry. Hungry? There's obviously some Nobby's nuts over your shoulder. I need something bigger. That's something bigger? That didn't, okay. that we'll, didn't come out right, did we'll, it? We'll discuss that later. Um, so, again, thank you for listening and enjoying the podcast over the international break. Um, so, MUFC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and all that. Thank you for listening. Larry, pleasure. Always, mate. See you right. next week. Cheers. Anelka. 